Welcome to today's episode, why this verse or verses are awesome. I'm your host, Paul Kapow on the Kapow Radio Show. Today, I'm going to talk about some prophecy. We're going to be in the book of Habakkuk. Just a little bit in chapter one, Habakkuk. Let me give you a little background here about this particular prophecy and about prophecy in general. In ancient times, ancient cultures, and also the Jews, they viewed prophecy as cyclic. It was something that occurred and could occur again and could apply again and could apply again. It wasn't today we look at prophecy or we look at history linear. Uh, Something happens here, then it's over. Something happens here and it's over. And we have a hard time connecting the dots. That's why we don't learn from our past. And today in 2021, here in America, I don't know about other places in the world, but here in America, there's a huge effort to erase history. They tear down statues. They tear down uh, historical books. They change history uh, itself. It's what's taught to children in schools, what's taught in university, so that it's hard for people to go back and go, hey, we've already been through this before and it didn't work. It's like socialism doesn't work. You just have to look through history. It never works. There's there's never a successful nation that uses Marxism or socialism. So why why do we continue doing it today? Why do these people want to bring it to our country or to Brazil or to South America? Because they don't learn or they don't care or they're just pure evil or a little bit of both. But the people who are subject to it aren't learning about history. But the ancients didn't see it that way. Ancients would see a prophecy or see something that happened in history or what was predicted to happen in history. And then they would apply it also to other situations. I'm going to show you that today from the book of Habakkuk on a prophecy about the Chaldeans or the Babylonians coming to destroy the the Jews, God's people. And the reason being is God, it's God's people uh, went and served other gods and rebelled against their Yahweh. So God punished them and he um, brought violence to them and a really, really bad, bad deal in AD, you know, 605, I believe is when the first uh, Babylonian invasions occurred, but Jerusalem totally fell and a total destruction of the temple in Jerusalem in 586 BC. But we can see the same language being applied to 70 AD when the Romans destroyed Jerusalem and the temple almost 2,000 years ago, and it still remains destroyed and unbuilt, okay? So, and the Jews were scattered for the same thing, for the rejection of God's provision of salvation through Messiah. So it's the same thing. They went uh, serving other gods and serving um, everything and anything but their Yahweh uh, and rejecting the Messiah. 
So when applied back then in 586 BC, applied to 70 AD, and there's a lot of this, but this one's particular, um, particularly interesting uh, because we do find it in the book of Acts also. So that's a little history there of, of Jewish prophecy. It's cyclic. So my point that I'm going to make today, why this scripture is, is awesome for us, it may be awesome or may not be awesome, but if it applied in 586 to God's people and it applied in 70 AD to God's people, would it be too far fetched to say it may apply to you and I today in 2021 with the evil around us and the total lawlessness and the breakdown of this society globally? Not just here in America, but wherever you're listening to my voice, whatever country, Brazil or or the United Kingdom, even Canada, wherever you're listening to to my voice right now, your country's not stable. Um, it's the whole the whole earth is is struggling. It's cracking and and willing. We're, we are coming uh, to a place we we haven't been before, and uh, but it's very similar. In, in prophetic words. So as I, as I give you this, you just think, does it apply to me? You need to think about that. Does it apply to today? So I'm going to start. I'm going to read uh, up to verse five, I believe. Uh, it's Habakkuk. It says, the burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. In other words, God gave him a prophecy. And so he's these prophets in the Old Testament are burdened with this. They, they have to speak. And it says, O Lord, how long shall I cry and thou wilt not hear? That's how he opens up. So he's very distressed. He says, even cry out unto thee of violence and thou wilt not save. So he's surrounded by violence and he's crying out to God because of the unjust, the oppressor around him the uh the wrong that's happening around him and he's crying out what i want you to understand at this point he's talking about his fellow jews there in uh jerusalem and judea he's not talking about the chaldeans yet or an outside enemy he's talking about his own brethren uh and he's surrounded by his own brethren who are violent and doing wrong and unjust and oppressors so i want you to think is that something you might be experiencing today? Uh, in today's headlines, I, you know, I'm just, I don't want to go off here on a, on a tangent, but I just read the California governor is now requiring all school teachers. They must be vaccinated or prove that they don't have COVID or they can't work. Uh, you, the government has stepped in, in a tyrannical oppressive way. And have taken over people's private medical, uh, personal decisions. That's oppression. It's unjust. It's false. It's violence against these people. People are going to lose jobs. People have to make a decision whether they're going to take uh, a MR, you know, in a vaccine and still work or not. And if you're young enough, they have to keep working to put food on your table. These are these are very oppressive decisions. So just ask yourself, is it something that's occurring today? Also, as it did back in 586 B.C., 
and as it did in 70 AD. And, and we're going to whittle it down to w- why this would be is because society rejects Yahweh as the people have reject, rejected the true God, have not been thankful and have not given him credit for, for goodness and have gone and served false gods and religions. Okay. So he goes on in verse three, he says, why dost thou show me iniquity and cause me to behold grievance? In other words, why are you, why can why do I see this stuff? Now for me personally, I'm going to tell you folks, you know, you know, that song, doctor, my eyes, <laughs> You know, it's an old song, Doctor My Eyes. I That's me. Sometimes I, I wish I could hide my head in the sand like an ostrich. Um, and I, I wish I could be ignorant and dumb like many people around me, just sheep going off to the slaughter, falling off a cliff. Because what I see and what I see coming often gives me great anxiety and it pangs me. I get a burden of the Lord also. Sometimes you feel all alone, knowing that you're not alone, that, that God has other people, but you, you feel all alone because the, what you're surrounded with aren't people who see things the way you do, and they certainly don't see things the way the scripture shows them or biblical prophecy, true biblical prophecy. And so Habakkuk is saying the same thing. Why, don't, why do you show me these things? Why do, you, why do you cause me to even see all these grievances? He says, for spoiling and violence are before me. And there are that raise up strife and contention. So he's talking about his own people that are around him. How many of you listening to my voice can relate to this? That you can relate to what I just told you, that you feel alone. Your eyes are peeled open. They hurt because you're seeing all the stuff around you and there's, there's nothing you can do about it, but you see it and you see it coming in all areas. And so he says, and at verse four, he says, therefore the law, that's the law of God. Okay. The law of God, the instruction of God. I'm not just talking like 10 commandments, the law of God, his moral law. Habakkuk says is slacked. In other words, it's, it's sluggish. It's feeble. It's, it has fainted. It's, it's numb and judgment. Okay. The verdict, the proper judgment doth never go forth. Does that feel like today? Um, I was having a conversation the other day, uh, with some people about the constitution and they were saying, but that's unconstitutional. And I said, do you honestly think we still have a constitution in this country? Do you, abs- do you actually think it's still honored? Oh, you know, all the attorneys have come and said, well, I know it says this, but it really means this. And, and they change, just like history, the meaning of words and the application of it and case law and precedent in the law. And they change it. I mean, do you really think that the TSA shaking you down and patting you down at the airport being a government agency does not violate your fourth amendment right of the constitution i i've spent almost 30 years in law enforcement most of that was working narcotics the fourth amendment was everything in narcotic investigation the fourth amendment is what protected innocent people for me just 
searching their house without probable cause. But yet you go to an airport and there's a government agent searching you without any probable cause at all just because you want to fly and you pay for your own ticket. Once again, therefore the law is slack, the judgment doth never go forth. For the wicked doth combass about the righteous, he goes on and says. So in Habakkuk's day, he was considering himself and other people still righteous, still right standing before God, uh, lawful, a lawful person in God. And he's saying, but the law of God is, is, is not being obeyed and judgment doesn't go forth and it's being vi- violated by the wicked, the morally wrong person the ungodly person who does wrong and they compass, they surround, they circle the righteous person. Therefore, wrong judgment, see, because of this, wrong judgment does proceed. All right? So Habakkuk says in verse five, he goes, behold, and he's talking to his fellow Jews. Okay? And now he's speaking the burden of Yahweh, the burden of God. He says, behold, you among the heathen, okay, you Jews, you God's people among the heathen, behold, now look and regard and wonder marvelously. This is a Old Testament idiom, you know, wonder, wonder, it's God's going to do marvelous things. It means it's like miraculous, crazy stuff that you're going to be astonished with. So Habakkuk is saying on the burden of the Lord here, look, you Jews that live among the heathen, and don't do any justice and, and you're wicked. And I want you to, to look and you're going to see and wonder. You're going to be in awe for God says this. I will work a work in your days. Okay. God's going to do something. I'm going to ordain something. I'm going to commit something. I'm going to make something. I'm going to act. I'm going to do a deed. God says, which you will not believe. You're not going to even, you're not going to even, you're not going to believe it, though it be told you. Okay. And then from, I'm not going to read the rest of it, but from verse six on, God says, he says this for lo, look, I raise up the Chaldeans. It's a bitter and hasty nation. And it's going to march through the breadth of the land and it's going to possess every dwelling place. That's not theirs. They are terrible and dreadful. Their judgment and their dignity shall proceed. And it goes on and on what they're going to do. That's the wonder that no one's going to believe. Okay, we, we can look back and, you know, and read this historically and go, yeah, that happened. And the Jews were taken captive. But but at that this day, when Habakkuk was given this prophecy about five years before it actually went down, they didn't believe him. Because they're God's people. They're God's chosen people. God has put his name on Jerusalem. His name is on the temple. They're his people, even though they'd been warned not to go sideways and worship other gods and to remain faithful to Yahweh. They're God's people. There's no way that can happen. So they did not believe the report of Habakkuk or these other prophets. That's just the way it was. And so that's why God says, it's going to blow your mind what I'm about to do, but I'm going to bring some, some people even more evil than you. And they're going to really, really screw you up. And a lot of you are going to die and be punished. Uh, it, it was a horrible thing. 586 
BC was a horrible, horrible thing. And so was 70 AD when God used the Romans to destroy those Jews who rejected Messiah. It's the same thing. So it's the language there uh, in, in verse six or verse five, behold ye among the heathen and regard and wonder marvelously. It's the same thing. Paul, he quotes in Acts 13, 41. Uh, and and let, me, let me go over here a little bit and look at Acts. Now, Paul is, is preaching uh, in, 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 to the Jews in the synagogue about forgiveness of sins. And he's preaching the gospel about Messiah. And now see the, the gospel, like I, I explained to you, like last time I talked to you, there's, there's a dark side of the gospel. It's not all happy clappy and, you know, eternal life and stuff. The dark side is that if you reject that or people, um, try to get to Yahweh through any other way but Messiah. The dark side is that it's, it's not eternal life, it's eternal death. There's an opposite to it. So Paul is, is talking in Acts chapter 13. In verse 40, he says this to his countrymen, to his fellow Jews. He says, beware therefore, lest that come upon you, which is spoken of in the prophets. He's referring back to Habakkuk here, and I will show you this. So what Paul's doing is he's saying the prophecy is circular. It's not linear. It happened back then, spoken by the prophets. And if you reject Messiah, the same thing's going to happen to you. That prophecy spoken by Habakkuk about the Babylonians destroying everyone in 586 BC applies to you right now. <laughs> you know, and probably around AD, you know, the 50 or, you know, or 60 that Paul wrote this. So within, within a few years, Jerusalem and the temple were totally destroyed uh, by the Romans and they still are. It's never been rebuilt and it never will be. Don't fall for the lie that there's going to be a third temple and the Antichrist is going to sit there and smoke weed or whatever. No, that's just a bunch of nonsense. It never will be rebuilt because God destroyed it. So there's only one way to him, and that's through Messiah. Uh, that's what the gospel is. It's good news and it's bad news, depending on how you accept it. So Paul says in verse 41, Acts 13, 41, he says, Behold, ye despisers. He calls these Jews despisers. Who are they despising? They're despising God, Yahweh. He says, Behold, ye despisers, and wonder. There's the word, but in Greek, it's to marvel, to, you know, by implication, admire, like, but it's the same thing. It's the same Hebrew sense. You're going to, you're going to wonder. This is, God's going to work marvelously. And he says, a wonder and Paul adds and perish. And that means just that. It means disappear, to vanish, to be destroyed. Behold ye despisers and wonder and perish for I work a work in your days, a work which ye shall in no wise believe, though a man declare it unto you. So Paul is using the sense of Habakkuk 1 Verse five, behold ye among the heathen and regard and wonder marvelously for I will work a work in your days, which ye will not believe though it be told you. 
Paul is saying that that prophecy about the Chaldeans in verse six, for lo, I raise up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation. Paul is saying that prophecy applies to his audience thousands of years later, or I should say thousands, maybe hundreds of years later. And he says that if you don't believe this marvelous work of Messiah and the fact that God has created a new thing, and in order to create the new thing, the old's got to pass away. The old Jewish system has to end. The law of Moses has to end. Temple worship has to end. Levitical priesthood has to end because there's only one way through to Yahweh, and that's through Messiah. If you don't believe that and get on board, you're going to be astonished and wonder what's going to happen. And that's exactly what happened in AD 70. The Jews absolutely didn't think the Romans could destroy Jerusalem or the temple because they were God's people. Once again, it was the same thought process that they had in 586 BC. There's no way this could happen. And so they were astonished. They were amazed. They were just mystified. It was a marvelous. What? And God allowed it to be destroyed. And he used the Romans as his hammer, just like he used Nebuchadnezzar, the Chaldean, as his hammer back in 586 BC. So Paul says, you're not going to believe it, though we declare it unto you. So you know, Paul is telling the Jews this in the synagogue. And when he got done telling these, you know, telling these things, some, you know, uh, followed Paul and said, yeah, I want to be, you know, to this. And, and they invited him back the next uh, Sabbath to tell us more. So he, w- he was giving the good side of the gospel, but he was also giving that other dark side of the coin that if you reject what God's doing, he's applying Hab- Habakkuk uh, chapter one, verse five to that. So I think when we read that in Acts, a lot of times, we, we obviously we miss that. What is Paul talking about? You know, I mean, you can look at it and say, well, Paul's talking about Jesus Christ. And God says, lo, I'm going to do a marvelous thing. You're going to marvel. And yeah, Jesus was raised from the dead. Paul's not talking about that. Paul's talking about AD 70. He's talking about if you don't listen to me, <laughs> if you choose, if you, if you choose to be justified by the law of Moses and not through Messiah, he warns them, you better beware because it's going to come on you, which was spoken in the prophets, that he's going to do a marvelous work and it's going to blow your mind. That marvelous work was AD 70 by the Romans. So my question to, to, to you as a listener, can we see at least some application in 2021 here can we see perhaps god saying unless your countrymen get it together and repent and recognize me as yahweh i'm going to do a marvelous thing that you're you're just going to be astonished and we're already astonished since 2020 how many people I mean, I just had a conversation. I had a dinner party last night and I had a conversation with six other people and it was amazing how how they all said they've never seen this country change 
so fast, nor would they have believed it if someone told them in 2019. They, they couldn't believe it. They were mystified and they marveled and they were astonished and they, and they wondered marvelously at what was going on. And this is not the end. Okay. So I, I think, I think my question's valid. And you could dismiss it and say, well, history always has bad things and it's cyclic and this and that. And you're right. But so was prophecy. It's got to end at some point. And it is a marvelous, wondrous, mystifying, awestruck thing that's going on around you and when it first started happening i didn't know if it was the devil or god doing it and of course as the months went by i realized this is god in control and you can't just say well it's just god punishing people or punishing there's a whole lot more to it but it's got to end at some point all of us in america Other countries have rejected the law of God. We rejected Yahweh. We've embraced, (laughs) here we embrace this science that's not even science. You can point point at a piece of dog crap on the lawn and go, that's science. They're the stupidest people that surround us. And that's what Habakkuk was saying, Lord, Lord, look at, look at all this unrighteousness, all the stupidity that's surrounding us and, and they're accompanying us, the wicked, and they're oppressing us and, and we can't get out. Why are you doing this? Because there's a bigger plan here. And if the plan goes like I think it might in Habakkuk and in Acts, you get to see a new thing. And of course, what's that new thing? Well, the new thing would be Christ's kingdom fully developed, <laughs> all evil gone, <laughs> Satan defeated, and we reigning with Christ. Yeah. So anyway, just food for thought. But that's what makes this scripture awesome, because you can think about that and make some decisions how you want to go with it. Um, but. You know, look around, you know, it could certainly, it certainly could apply. A lot, a lot of this stuff could certainly apply in its cyclic characteristics. All right. So I'll leave you with that. You know, um, on my first CD, I released in 2018 called Time's In. There's a song on there called uh, Live By Your Faith. And I took that song directly out of these verses in Habakkuk. Uh, and I wrote, Lordy, Lordy, can't you see trouble and evil surrounding me? You know, death and destruction surrounded me, you know, uh, you know, the, but the, 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 you know, righteous shall live by their faith. You know, that's later on down in, in, in the, ver- in the, I think chapter three, but I, I took, I wrote that song right out of Habakkuk because I mean, back in 2018, uh, it was nowhere near like it is today. You know, I can see it coming, you know, you, you can see it, you can see it starting to domino starting to fall. 
So anyway, uh, yeah, you know, shameless plug. You can find that song on Spotify, iTunes, anything. Go to YouTube and type in uh, Live By Your Faith or Time's In by Mesquite Cafe. And you can, that song's there. All right. So I think I blabbered on enough. Good night. God bless. We'll talk to you next time. Amen. Recently, spiritual attacks on innocent people have increased considerably. This is partly due to society's transformation into a satanic cult. Most people are clueless or hopeless in combating this spiritual mayhem. We wish to offer two good books to overcome these attacks. First, Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, offers one of the most effective training systems in combating spiritual darkness in order to gain personal freedom. Second, Eyes to See Unseen Enemies teaches how to see the hidden dangers which are all around us, even in places we would least expect them. Both books can be purchased on Amazon.com as a paperback or ebook. It is our desire that you will take advantage of these opportunities to increase your effectiveness in spiritual warfare and learn how to fight back instead of being a victim. We'll see you on the battlefield.